0: Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Colena.
1: I'm your other host, Sean.
0: And this week, we are watching Transformers Beast Wars. Yeah. Tell me about it.
1: Okay, so...
0: Wait, okay. Beast Wars, is that the CGI one? Yeah. So it looks bad.
1: Well, hold on a second. <laughs> so... First, we need to talk about what you judge as bad. Do you judge it based off it's... of how it looks in the present, based off of your own personal and immediate assessment? Or do you judge it based off of the advancements that it made at the time? See, I'm very
0: biased because when it comes to TV shows, I any any TV show that does 3D animation looks bad regardless of when it was made.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Um
0: but if I'm talking about like video games, like I'm like, oh, Half-Life One looks good, even though by today's standards it really doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright. So-, so this series debuted in nineteen ninety-six, uh, and was produced by uh Mainframe Entertain Blippi- Mainframe Entertainment, which are the guys who made uh reboot. Uh which was the first ever entirely CGI animated TV series ever.
0: Ah, so they were at the forefront.
1: Yes. They're and... like
0: getting it on the daily.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not in sure. that way. Uh but yeah, they were trailblazers uh and Beast Wars was the second series that they did and uh at the time it was the only series that they were doing besides Reboot, uh, which they started doing it two years after they started Reboot. So they were running concurrently. So it was right there in the front lines of computer animation.
0: Do you know if it's common for, well, I guess it would be common for a studio to work on more than one animation at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's uncommon for a studio to work on less than a few.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't really know the specifics, but it is something that I'm curious about.
0: Alright, what else? Uh, So it was CGI. It was at the forefront for its time. So it was mm-hmm. like early 90s?
1: 96. So it no, was but- also the very first Transformers series since the original one that was uh, entirely made up of new animation.
0: Okay, so... So then, I guess, would you say that it is very common for Transformers to try to be, you know, uh, with the times, I guess, in terms of technology?
1: Um, hmm.
0: Like, have the other shows followed this trend of wanting to have the, the best animation, the newest technology for animation?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Honestly, the only other example that I can think of of it being part of the new trend is unfortunately that the new Transformers movies were part of the pushing forward CG technology.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the CG is fine in those movies. I mean, so, like, I get it.
1: Yeah, a little... it's something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. Beast Wars, uh, also called Beasties in Canada. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> but that sure was weird.
0: It sure did that. Thanks, mm. Canada.
1: Yeah. But... <clears throat> so. Um, it's sort of like the first main sequel to, like, Transformers' previous continuity. Um and this is before transformers started doing regular reboot series in order to keep cashing in on new waves of nostalgia and to prevent there from being, uh, much of a, of a gateway or to make sure that there's not really any like familiarity obstacle in joining in on a new series.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I would say that even this series, uh, is fine to start with this one. You don't really need to know about G1. You don't need to know anything that isn't already part of the cultural consciousness, but so, but at the time, uh, the thing about beast wars is that it actually inspired like an immediate, like fan backlash from, uh transformers fans F-
0: from what i know about the plot it's a little buck wild
1: uh what do you know about the plot
0: um there is a gorilla that is optimus prime mhm uh he had a funny name what was it
1: uh it's not a spoiler to tell you his name is optimus primal
0: primal yeah because puns and I don't know if that's actually Optimus Prime, like, in a gorilla body, or mm. if it's, like, just a gorilla. <laughs> but I I know that it's, like, is it, a like, a real flesh and fur gorilla, or is it, like, a robot gorilla?
1: Um, hmm. So... The 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 Transformers in Beast Wars are considered uh, evolved from the from the regular Transformers because they have more like organic components. Oh, is to that them. how
0: evolution works?
1: Uh well, you know what I mean by how they're more <laughs> advanced.
0: No, I, I know mean, what we're... you mean, but like, is that that how, that's how it works? It's better if you are.
1: I mean, we're talking about robots that are born out of a robot planet that have sentience and a religion. So there's already a lot of other concepts that we're familiar with getting thrown out the window. So
0: so it is a flesh and fur gorilla, but also a transformer.
1: Yeah, think of it like a cyborg, only that's what it's supposed to be. And that's not a sort of a combination of things.
0: Okay, I can see. I can see why people are would be upset about this kind of divergence.
1: Why? Is this
0: currently canon, by the way?
1: Um, Transformers canon uh, is a complicated subject.
0: Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind.
1: The simplest way to put it is just that the series constantly reboots, and that the series doesn't actually care about connecting all of the continuities.
0: Okay, so why were fans mad about this one?
1: Uh, If it
0: wasn't the cyborg gorilla
1: well i mean i mean it is that but okay. it's much more okay so
0: but it's like it's like people like transformers because they're huge transforming robots it makes sense that like changing the formula of that dramatically would make people angry right uh, like okay. i love power Let rangers me... because they because me... they kick ass and they hench in and they pilot big robots sometimes And then the Power Rangers comes out and they don't hench him, They're just like that.
1: (laughs) Right. But um, let me give you a taste of what the fan discourse was like at the time. Quoting from November, 1996. Optimus Prime has gone from a Mack truck to a damn gorilla. Every Transformers fan I know almost wants to cry when they go into a store and see what Transformers have become. (laughs) Yes. It's literally... Okay, it's literally just derisively referred to as, as the, like, truck-not-monkey phrase, oh. you know? It's a derisive about people complaining about changing the mythos, you know? Because, yeah. well, because ultimately, what does it matter if Optimus's alternate mode is an ape and not a truck?
0: Yeah, um, but, like, one thing I never understood is that, like, I understand being upset that a thing you enjoyed especially in your childhood is like new and different and not the thing you like but i don't Mm -hmm. understand like getting so aggressively upset about it yeah like i don't like teen titans go but i'm not gonna go on the internet and and write paragraphs about how much i hate it because i just don't care that much i'm not gonna watch the new
1: one (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but something that i've meant to, to ask you since we started the recording is um Since we did our, like, Transformers Prime episode, you've not interacted with Transformers much, but you have seen at least the Toys That Made Us documentary episode. And I wanted to know, I I wanted to go over, like, what you know, slash what you expect going into Beast Wars.
0: I don't know anything about Beast Wars. I'm sorry. I know that he's a gorilla, and I know that the CGI is bad.
1: All right. Well, maybe let's not tarry too much then, and just get into it, and we'll have a longer second half because I have All a right. lot to say about this show.
0: I'm sure you do.
1: All right. Bon then. appetit. Bon appetit. And we're back. So, any initial thoughts?
0: It does look bad. What? But you get used to it.
1: Yeah, you do. Um, Um, I would... You go first.
0: No, it's just... uh, I I did... There were parts that bothered me more than other parts. Mm -hmm. Like, the robot faces were okay. Anything that was... uh, vaguely humanoid bothered me a lot oh yeah yeah (laughs) um but honestly again i i play old video games that look about like that so it doesn't bother me as much as i thought
1: it was going Mm. to okay so uh, what i want to say is i did not grow up on this series i actually grew up on a different cg transformer series that came out after this one uh which is referred to as part of the unicron trilogy now uh, it was on Cartoon Network. Awesome. Uh it's I think I believe it was Transformers Energon and it was it was all about the Transformers and the Decepticons fighting on Earth and they were competing over minicons which were like little little power up robot plugins. It was very like it was very Pokemon esque about like collecting.
0: Well so that's that's the interesting thing about this show is that every other show focuses on The Autobots and the Decepticons fighting it out, usually on Earth. Mm -hmm. And this one is specifically not the Autobots and the Decepticons, not on Earth. Yeah, although... But on an Earth-like planet with with Autobot and Decepticon-like
1: Everything was different, and the fandom rioted for all of five minutes.
0: And then they forgot about it forever. Well,
1: I I say that because it did eventually get, like, adopted. It's one of the more beloved series... Um, and there's something that pretty much everybody directly believes is like the reason why this show, um, took off and others didn't, I mean, or rather that this one is so accepted and still beloved today. Um, first of all, like compared to even like later series, like Energon, uh, there is a lot more detail and realism and personality in the animation of the characters than there is in uh, later series that you CG animation like
0: yeah i i did notice that when um there's a part where the rat one rat trap is eating an apple and he like spits out a part of it like Pah! i hate that idea and they could have just had the sound but they actually had a piece of apple fly out of his <laughs> mouth I was like, "Oh, that was unexpected."
1: Yeah, there is a lot of a lot of elements that like you would expect in like a cartoon where it's like they add a lot of like emotion and stuff in exaggeration. Um the second thing that I attribute the success and acceptance of the show with uh is its strong character writing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it helps that th- we're relying on animal archetypes instead of cars. But, or vehicle archetypes, whatever. But but you get a much stronger sense of character personality. uh, And that is emphasized by the fact of, like, the limited cast. In just the very first part of the opener of G1 Transformers, there was 14 Decepticons and 20 Autobots to introduce.
0: Damn. I was going to say, I think in this show there's like 10 total. Yep,
1: there's 10 robots total, and they make for two very um, convenient 5v5 teams.
0: Right, well, and there's no humans to interact with, although there was some plot hook with some ruins that something made. Yeah,
1: but there's no... And
0: they, they barely interact with the wildlife at all. Mm-hmm,
1: but there's no self... But There's no insert project like Spike Witwicky type human character friend. Yeah. So it's focused entirely on developing the robot characters. And with only 10 characters, well, you can spend a lot more time on them as individuals.
0: And, and that's kind of... Um, the only other things that I can think of that don't really have the uh, the like human insert character is the comic books. At least some of the comic books, not all of them. Yeah. But I, I think that's maybe why, why people like the fact why hardcore fans like the fact that there are no humans Mm. i think casual watchers would like something a little more grounded yeah but i think someone who who likes the politics between one side of robots and the other is just going to enjoy the like let's get these erroneous humans out of the way they don't matter
1: yeah i'm i i I can see that i i would uh, i wouldn't come i wouldn't say that uh myself because I'm biased. I'm on the side where I find the human characters to usually be erroneous. And I feel fine, perfectly fine, projecting myself onto the robots instead of on the humans. Yeah. Um, so I'm clearly biased there, but uh, you're right in that the series with less humans or with no humans, uh, that are part of the Transformers franchise, uh, have a lot more love from the hardcore fans who only care about the transformers characters.
0: Um, so, uh, I just want to say this just so no one else is confused. So I was under the impression that all of the robots were made with an animal in mind. Mm -hmm. So like, optimus prime is a gorilla because that's how he was made or born i have no idea how this works please don't explain it to me <laughs> <laughs> um but it works like a normal transformer like every other transformer series has them like coming to earth scanning the cars and picking a car to turn into and that's exactly what they do but with animals
1: instead yeah
0: and i was just like so blown away i was like what <laughs>
1: what's going on yeah the only actual difference between these and others is that um Unlike in other series where an animal form is just a robotic approximation of an animal, uh, these characters actually have organic designs.
0: Yeah, there was a part where... um, So there's Optimus Primal, who is Optimus Prime, and there's Megatron, who is Megatron.
1: Except that they're not technically Optimus Prime and Megatron.
0: No, they're just named that way. And the Autobots are Maximals, and the Decepticons are the Predacons. But there's a part where Primal and Megatron are fighting, and Megatron, like, bites off a piece of Primal's skin, and you can see his robotics underneath. And it was really kind of freaky, even though the graphics were terrible. Oh,
1: yeah. That's <laughs> something that cartoons can get away with, like, a lot. Like, like Wolverine in the X-Men cartoon can't get away with knifing people with his claws, but he can get away with shredding a robot really violently.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that when we did X-Men, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Like, it, violence against robots is fine. There's no blood at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like uh, nearly like Japanese video games. It doesn't get a mature rating if the blood is pink or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, the Maximals and the Predacons are... In robot term, in, well, in non-robot terms, they're the descendants of the Autobots and the Decepticons, and they've been at peace for thousands of years, but, uh, a certain somebody who's decided to go by the name Mechatron, I guess, wants to start up the wars again.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so it's interesting, because we first started watching, and I, I wrote down some Star Wars shit, because it was some Star Wars shit.
1: Oh, yeah, I uh, have actually, sorry to interrupt again, but the- Japanese adaptation of this actually changed the beginning episode by having a parody Star Wars crawl uh, explaining nice. the Transformers franchise pre-Beast Wars uh, and then transitioned into the ships. It was very made... F- I,
0: I would have enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it was something that they picked up on.
0: <laughs> um, no, it legit like reminded me of those unfinished episodes of Clone Wars uh was the like space fight but where i don't think we're ever going to see any of that ever again because they immediately mm-hmm. crash land onto this earth like but not earth planet yeah uh and and they pick their forms and they they do that
1: um, yeah it's all about uh they're... the limited resources and the like the limited scope of the ground battles
0: but the like the very interesting thing is that the planet planet is basically fucking chock full of energon mm-hmm and, and Ener- energon is basically the 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 sci-fi MacGuffin of if i can have this i'll be powerful
1: well it's a b- bit more complicated than that it's been around since g1 and energon is their like it's their lifeblood slash fuel source of the transformers it's the resource right. that they but care about more than anything else
0: the thing that's interesting is that oh they need this to be powerful
1: but too much
0: of it fucks them up
1: (laughs) too much radiation
0: right so they literally if they're outside they need the organic animal parts Mm -hmm. on the outside or else like if they're robot for too long outside they're gonna like die basically
1: which uh, if you which you can people sorry i flubbed there uh which you okay. can take see from one angle as it being a plot device to justify the use of the beast forms, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't a bad thing because justifying why the beast modes are there makes for another interesting writing tool to use in the episodes. Like,
0: yeah, because if if a fight's going on too long, they will just have a character start to short. Mm-hmm. Because they've been out of beast form for too long, I think it is a very useful writing tool. I don't know how.
1: Yeah. Well, when uh, a robot, it is. well, when a robot fights, it doesn't really like tire. It seems like it could go just like keep fighting until the end. But, but the Maximals and Predacons, they have to stop. They have to retreat and regather their energy, uh, which is a bit more relatable, maybe.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to mention man, it kind of sucks for Rhinox that he is the Rhino because everyone rides on him everywhere. (laughs) But then I was like, ah, nah, he's a robot. He don't give a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't get tired.
1: Well, these are... These are the... the, I think because they have so much more, like, focus on them, Uh, the Maximals and the Predacons are some of the more popular Transformers characters in the franchise, particularly... Uh, Dinobot, a Waspinator, and Optimus Primal. Optimus Primal even won like a fan contest pretty not not that recently, but pretty recently, called Power of the Primes, where against all the as- other primes, he was nominated uh I sp- I guess as like I mean, the- he as like the best prime.
0: Um, I like Dinobot a lot. I didn't expect this show to have uh such a complicated party dynamic of, I was a bad guy, but I'm joining you now because I respect you. Yeah,
1: it's already is more complicated than uh, G1 and Starscream.
0: Yeah, I thought Dinobot was going to be Starscream because he seemed to be like, Megatron, you're doing this wrong. I would do it so much mm-hmm. better, blah, blah, blah. But he like even though he still doesn't want to be a, a subordinate to Primal, he like Respects his opinions.
1: Yeah, he's got some senses of of honor and not just deception.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just interesting. It's one hundred percent not what I expected from this show. So that's nice to be like surprised by a sophisticated plot point.
1: Yeah, and in particular that the writers of this show like know and care about how Transformers works already how the how it works as a show. So. Yeah. They know interesting. W- they know and care about interesting ways of playing on and twisting the tropes of the franchise already. All
0: right. So there's one thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. Uh, how do you think the show would be different if it were remade today?
1: <sighs> well,
0: I have something I want to pitch.
1: Go ahead. I have my own answer, but.
0: Do you uh, say yours first?
1: Okay. Well, it depends. If it were just remade today, then there would be a lot of emphasis on it. Would be three D like the, some of the recent, like all like the recent shows have been, oh, but yeah. better.
0: I I did say all all three D shows look bad, but I forgot that Prime looks actually super good.
1: Yeah, Transformers has a history of not really wanting, uh, at least except for with the unicron trilogy, they do some pretty good three D animation.
0: Yeah, so I lied. If they did three D animation of this today, it would look, hopefully, like Prime.
1: Except they would have, or better, yeah, they they would be able to do, um, a bit more complicated models, a bit better textures, and they would have they would know more cost effective techniques.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but if this, sh- so what's your, yeah, one? but uh, not if it was remade today, but if it was if it hadn't been made at all, which is a very different question, like mm-hmm. none of the shows after it would be the same because all of the shows that people have been responding to uh, Transformers animated, Transformers prime are all following a similar formula to beast wars, where it's a smaller crew of the two factions uh, and it's got episodic, war drama character focused episodes you know uh and there's a lot of concepts that uh originate in beast wars uh just for in the like lore and uh the and the devices of the whole franchise a lot started here do
0: you think do you think if they remade beast wars they would carry some of the plot points through to the other shows
1: uh what do you mean do you
0: think it would do you think it would become more canon if it were created in in 2019 than it is having been created in 96
1: uh, i i don't know um I'm,
0: i know you said transformers doesn't care about canon but i feel like if it was made today and it was super popular that they might give it more thought than they do now
1: uh it's hard to say because Transformers media often is starts from a scratch standpoint as a reboot and tries to be accessible. Generally, is what it tries to do all, uh, right now. So, um, mm-hmm. it'd be hard to say, but the but the characters of Beast Wars have have the archetypes. Well, not the archetypes, but the actual characters themselves. Because, you know, characters will make new appearances, but it's a new continuity version of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's what we were saying is uh, Cheetor is basically Bumblebee.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't mean like that. I mean how, like, there's, like, G1 Bumblebee, and then there's Prime Bumblebee, and there are two different dudes. Uh, There's, like and uh, not Somehow to to every be
0: Megatron is a different Megatron. Yeah,
1: but not to be too spoilery, but there's Beast Wars Waspinator and then there's Transformers Animated Waspinator who is a different character, but he's got but he's another green transformer that turns into a wasp that has similar characteristics. Interesting. You know, uh, this show Transformers is one of the more interesting franchises to me because it can play with just bringing back the like same character and doing a new spin on them similar to like adaptations of superheroes do
0: right because even even adaptations kind of draw on lore especially Mm -hmm. superheroes oh my god you have to read every fucking issue yeah but
1: so uh can i pitch yeah 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 i had no idea that you were still holding on to that go for it
0: yeah. Well, okay. So one thing I noticed with this show is that despite the graphics being not great, the voice acting is incredible. <laughs> no, like I really enjoyed the voice acting. Everyone like went for it. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the plots are very, I think, accessible for kids TV today. I don't think they're very different at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I literally would take the exact same audio and put better graphics on. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think the audio is great. I think if they did prime graphics and maybe like change the movement a bit, like change the setting and changed, you know, the fight scenes. I think like they could just put different vid- visuals on the same audio and it would, I think kids would watch it. I and- think
1: the main difference if it was today is that it would have faster pacing
0: that's true it it's it's a little slower paced than than kids tv is today but that doesn't mean kids wouldn't like it yeah slower paced um but i i think uh you said they pay attention to little details and like they do there's a part where they're in a cave and their voices like echo like they're in a cave yeah just like very subtly but when they're outside their voices are very clear and the voice acting is always really nice and the sound design is is pretty good, though I think they could amp that up a bit. <laughs> and I think if they just like remake, I and they could even cut out audio and squish it for to make it faster paced. But I think they wouldn't need to re-record anything, and and make a profitable product. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you disagree? Uh, you can. That's okay. I'm
1: not sure. That's a it's a really good question. Because
0: um... I I think the the plot of like rat trap is always wants to run away and he hates fighting and Cheetor always wants to run into fights recklessly i i think all of that audio from that plot point is very kids show because there's a morale of like trying to be a balanced person and you know Mm -hmm. uh, helping out your friends even if you're scared to (laughs) and you know listening to your friends even if you think you know better
1: yeah it's it's a good kids show
0: yeah, I, I just think it's very, I, I think it would be popular today if the graphics were better.
1: Yeah, so do you think, considering the fact that these were cutting-edge graphics at a time, that you're interested in watching more of this show?
0: Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: All right. <laughs> I just think it's that good.
0: But, no, but that's what I mean, is it's it's really good. It's got a good plot. It's got good voice acting. That's what I mean. If they, if they wanted to reboot this show... They could just—they could easily not pay any voice actors and just rip the same audio.
1: <laughs> well, they shouldn't, but I get it. Um, <laughs> what I think is that Transformers, I think, has the right idea about uh, being a franchise and moving forward, and how it's constantly like rebooting into the next thing, the next like remix, taking what it's learned, remixing the characters up into a version that is both new and refers back to the old. Uh, honestly like there are especially in the superhero fandom there's a lot of reluctance to reboot rebooting is considered like a failure or like a problem or like a betrayal of uh, the con- fans continuity but i
0: i'm can i disagree yes um because i think a lot of superhero stuff they reboot a lot i don't think it's necessarily seen as a failure as much as like we're done here let's go back to status quo so we can do it again. no no
1: rebooting and returning to the status quo but with another pile of continuity to keep in mind are like very different things and it's getting very heavy on both marvel and dc
0: there are also like reboots that keep some of the same continuity for example um the new 52 batgirl Mm -hmm. is a reboot as far as i know yeah but they they keep the um, what is it called? Killing joke.
1: The the killing joke uh, is still pretty canon, unfortunately. <laughs> that,
0: like they they keep that exact thing as her backstory, and you have to have already known really what mm-hmm. happened in that comic to understand the rebooted Batgirl. Even though she like looks different, I think she's younger.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to accept the whole sliding timescale thing in comics.
0: Right. And that's that's one thing I, I like superheroes, but that's one thing I hate about superheroes is because no one can let go of the lore.
1: Right. And now we're getting into the intricacies of soft reboots and hard reboots. And in Transformers, I would definitely say that they definitively hard reboot and they don't wait very long to do it. Uh, the reason why I love this is because they go in, they tell the definitive story that they intend to tell, and then they get out and they hard reboot again. So they're able to... Oh, wow
0: you like a short story with a conclusive ending? yes i wow we agree on something
1: (laughs) yes that's why i thought that you uh, that's why i'm surprised that you were arguing against it because uh in contrast you have to deal with if you are constantly soft rebooting then you're constantly in that ambiguous area of not having the same creators or quite the same history or things not quite lining up if you were to try and go through it all and consider it a singular product.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think I think Transformers is very smart to, to do the reboots like they do. And if you do like it, you get to keep the characters that you like. There is no, well, you like this character? We're throwing them out. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Um like so I, I think it's a good way to keep old fans as well as gain new fans without making anybody feel left out. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Considering how much we argued about this show before we started recording, I'm surprised we ended up agreeing a lot. Uh,
1: <laughs> the only um so the only times where it's not like oh you're getting the same character over and over again is that like sometimes uh, it's very complicated, like, in the sense that, like, the G1 Bumblebee r- doesn't really resemble modern Bumblebee at all, because now Bumblebee is, like, the, like, the, like, main character, he is the one who is going to take over after Optimus, but back in the day, he was just kind of, like, the, like, kid fun character.
0: Yeah, but he's still there is what I mean. Right. Uh, they didn't boot him to the well he did become more popular but are there any i'm sure there are robots that were less popular that got booted Mm -hmm. but but they're kept in some way in essence um yeah we we mentioned that the character rhinox in this show is very similar to ratchet in prime Mm -hmm. where he's just like a big strong guy who's there to be calming
1: and helpful well he's the he's the he's the put-upon science guy Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's some Autobots like Wind Charger who aren't really relevant as much.
0: <laughs> Fair.
1: Um, but, you know, like in in like some of the more modern series, like in Prime, there's a lot of time where like Megatron is comatose or in the um, Robots in Disguise animated series, you know, uh, Optimus was a uh, basically like a force ghost advising bumblebee on how to be a leader sometimes and <laughs> prepping him
0: oh okay you sang robots in disguise Maybe have a flashback of all of the all of the catchphrases and all of the yeah the show. and it wasn't
1: even the first animated show to be called transformers robots in disguise
0: oh no i guarantee they were calling back to something but they literally i can't think they literally said that's a robot in disguise
1: <laughs> that could only mean one thing robots in disguise that was it
0: and then at the end of the yeah sorry it was a great moment. it
1: was a Cheetor line uh,
0: at the end of the um the first two so the first two episodes are like a two-part episode like a lot of pilots are two-part um and at the very end optimus will just says
1: Beast Wars. <laughs> well, there's a more lead-up into it than that, but, but yeah. But
0: he just says it. He just says the title. He just
1: says the title. <laughs> right, and there's a lot of catchphrases in the show, too. Like, for mm-hmm. example, Optimus, you might have heard him repeatedly say throughout the three episodes, well, that's just Prime.
0: Right, well, and there's also... Every time they transform, every single time they have to say maximize if they're a maximal or "preditize,"
1: Terrorize.
0: Terrorize if they're um, the other one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was thinking like for my reboot idea that they would have to cut pretty much all of those out because I think it's very old fashioned to have a million catchphrases. But honestly... I think people would be into it still.
1: If they did it in the modern day, everybody would probably... Everybody would either say it together and then, like, almost immediately they'd stop using it. Whereas in this show, at the beginning, they're using it, like, 90% of the time when they transform. Probably to kill time in the episode. Or... And, like, later on, they just start dropping it more and more.
0: Right. Um, But, I mean, like, as far as viewership goes, I think some people would hate it at first. But I think it would be, like you'd start liking it ironically and then the irony would go
1: oh yeah as a fan who has watched beast wars a couple of times now uh hearing them say maximize and terrorize is just unironically cool because that means it's about to be a fight scene
0: (laughs) it's about to go it is uh
1: well mm, there's multiple seasons and then there's beast machines and i've not seen all of the beast Wars franchise uh but i have seen a l- large amount of it
0: okay there's a honestly this show ran for a lot longer than i was expecting it to have run mm-hmm. i would be interested in seeing some of the later episodes and comparing them to the earlier ones
1: hmm. yeah because i'm there Prob a lot of changes um yeah. Let's see here, because it 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 ran straight through, Beast Wars did. Uh, seasons 1 through 3 ran through from 96 to 99. I don't really know when uh, let me check when Beast Machines ran. Yeah, Beast Machines ran from 99 to 2000, so it wasn't uh, as long, because
0: it what channel were they on?
1: I don't know. They were a Canadian show. I didn't watch it back when it came out.
0: Yeah, because like, I'm thinking of... Because I, I have an older brother and my parents didn't want to watch Barney when I was younger. So I just watched what he watched, mm-hmm. which is basically like a lot of tsunami. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like if it was on a channel that he would have watched, which it sounds like it's a show he would have watched... Then I would have at least some recollection of it, but I literally have no clue.
1: Well, it came out when we were babies. and uh,
0: Yeah, but I watched what my brother watched.
1: Yeah, but I think that.
0: In 2002, I was old enough to remember things. Yeah,
1: but by 2002, like, that's even after Beast Machines, you know?
0: Yeah, but. Uh, Cartoon Network is obsessed with reruns.
1: But I don't even remember if it came out on cartoon network i don't remember
0: maybe it was like maybe it was like one of those weird shows on pbs that they just kind of
1: i don't know about that
0: (laughs) you don't know yeah i that's that's one channel i didn't watch all that often was the pbs shows
1: i don't remember but uh anybody who wants to get their hands on beast wars now uh can actually get uh the dvd release from um shout factory cool shout factory are the same people who are doing the home releases of super sentai neat uh,
0: give the show a rating
1: i want to say savory because i love it so much i can understand saying sweet though for the old animation but i want to say savory because it's also a piece of animation history because it was the second ever computer animated and it was done by the same people as the first The people who are like they were basically the experts at doing it and it was a lot better than their competitors
0: see you're you're doing a lot of justifying i was just gonna agree with you Hmm? i was just going to agree oh
1: phew (laughs) i came in swinging for a fight
0: right it is like it's got funny moments but it's not i don't think it aligns with a lot of the shows we have in Hmm. the sweet category um you know what i mean yeah So, and as I said, I like the voice acting and I like the plot, regardless of how I feel about the animation. I, I think it's, I think it's okay to put this as a savory show. Yeah. I like it. I I did, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to.
1: You think that you might watch more of it?
0: I might. You might have to make me. All
1: right. I'll have to watch it. I, I. We'll have to watch yeah, it together I, then.
0: I am considering maybe maybe after a few months just like going to the last season of this show and writing the first three episodes of that Oh one. boy. Because I just like, I really want to compare.
1: Oh God. Uh, if we did Beast Machines, that would be weird because you know how...
0: Not Beast Machines, but the last season of Beast Wars.
1: Oh, that would be weirder. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I was going to say that, you know, though the sort of like the weird whiplash of going from G1 or G2, although G2 kind of failed anyways, from going from original transformers to beast wars had serious whiplash, uh, going from beast wars to beast machines had even more serious whiplash.
0: Damn. Uh, do you think that's because of all the complaining when they didn't, Beast machines, they kind of like, uh, maneuvered. No, no, no.
1: Uh, no, not at all. No, the same people a lot same people who are the the like the G1ers type people uh mm-hmm. eventually grew to like accept and love Beast Wars. Uh but Beast Mo- Beast Machines got weird in like a totally different way. <laughs> um but that's a whole other conversation for another time and we're already running long.
0: So The fun thing is after this episode comes out, another episode is going to come out next week instead of in two weeks, because Mm -hmm. next week will be Superhero September. I almost said sci-fi September. (laughs) (laughs) Not Um, yet. In Superhero September, we are doing an episode every week of a superhero show. And then we're going to follow that up with Spooktober, which is going to be An episode every week of a spooky show. (laughs) Um,
1: So we've got a lot of work ahead of us.
0: You know the fun thing? What? Last year we had uh, five Spooktober episodes because we managed to get five Tuesdays in one month. Uh Uh-huh. And it's the same this year. In which month? In October. Oh, no! So I actually was like... Oh man, I have three spooky shows that I want to watch, but I only get two weeks. <laughs> but I was wrong. I can make you watch all of the spookies.
1: So this is coming out on the 28th, right?
0: Yeah, this episode's coming out on the 28th, and then it's going to be the fourth, which is me. My turn.
1: What are you picking?
0: I, so, I have seen a lot of superhero shows, at least bits and pieces. Um, mm-hmm. But one... Very, and I'm not even sure if it counts as a quote-unquote superhero show, at least how we, we uh, come to see it now. Uh-huh. But one very, very popular hero show that I have never seen any of is the, uh, the mid-aughts show Heroes. Oh,
1: you've not seen any of that, huh?
0: I've not seen any of that. I think that ran for like seven seasons. And I never saw any of it. And that was like in the prime of when people were watching it.
1: Man, I saw a bunch of that, but that was a while I feel like, ago.
0: I feel like that's something your sister would be into that you would be pulled into watching.
1: I don't know if my sister was into it. I was into it.
0: No, you were just into it?
1: Yeah, I don't think she was into it, but I can't quite remember. It was a while ago. I'm glad I, you picked that.
0: I have never ever seen any of Heroes. And I was looking up hero shows because I was like, I don't know what to watch because, like, I've seen a lot of these or at least know anything about them. I know, I think, one thing about Heroes.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you know? Oh, or should we save it?
0: Let's save it. Let's do it. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited, too. I'm surprised I'm so excited.
0: Hell, yeah. I picked a thing you you like. It's Not... been a while.
1: <laughs> it has been a while. It's been a while since I haven't groaned at your picks and been a whiny berber. <laughs>
0: That's okay. We'll get back to that in October.
1: Yeah, yeah. Three whole weeks of it. (laughs) All right.
0: All right. So next week, we are watching Heroes. And um, if you have any suggestions for superhero shows, like I said, I'm kind of having trouble picking. Let us know at tvdpodcast.tumblr.com or on facebook.com slash tvdpodcast. We would love to have your suggestions. All right. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you next week instead of in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.